Now we talk with a guy that was a big part of the coaching staff at Catholic High of Baton Rouge when Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was showing us what he was capable of doing. My first encounter with Clyde was, one, of course, Darius Geis was the primary guy, and Clyde uh, stepped in and made a long run against Archbishop Brummel in a loss that Catholic had at home in a regular season. And then, of course, the next year, Clyde just torched Rummel in the Dome in a fantastic game, which the Bears won on a last-second field goal. And now you knew that this guy was really good. And yet we still looked at him and said, yeah, but can he do that on the major college level? He's small. He's not electrifyingly fast. So how's he going to do that? Well, he's proven everybody wrong every step of the way, and now he's doing it with the Kansas City Chiefs as well. Joining us now, who's smiling every step of the way, a reigning state champion of the Catholic Bears, and, of course, the head coach of the Bears now, uh, Coach Gabe Fertitta. Gabe, listen, appreciate the time tonight, and I know you're smiling and very happy for Clyde right now, right? Yeah, Ken, uh, I, I am, and thanks for having me on the show, and um, what, a, what a special kid, what a special young man, and um, we're just all – we're all so proud of him at Catholic, and, and I know in Baton Rouge, uh, the city is all, you know, really excited for all these guys that are going to get the opportunity to play for the, the biggest trophy in, in the game. Yeah, what strikes me about Clyde, I mean, everybody wants to talk about his diminutive size, about 5'7 or so, but it's his humble nature. And when you have a chance to visit with him and talk to him, as many of us have over time, that's what impresses you the most. He's He's one of those guys that you you immediately like because of his persona. Yeah, he's he really is. Uh, <clears throat> he really is just a he's a really down to earth kid. I think I've said this so many times, but I really think that is a product of his upbringing. You know, his mom and his stepdad, who eventually Clyde added his stepdad's last name to his last name, and um, I just think you know when you have good parents at home and uh, they raise them right. You end up with guys that turn out like Clyde, which is just a guy that, you know, you can't help cheering for him because he's just such a great kid. He works so hard. And on top of that, he's just immensely talented. (laughs) Well, he was having such a great rookie season. And then unfortunately right here in new Orleans, he got hurt against the saints. And and when we first saw it, we were like, uh, we were dreading it because it didn't look good at all. And fortunately, uh, although uh, it was a serious enough injury to keep him out for the rest of the regular season. He's back and got a chance to play yesterday and scored a touchdown, and, boy, that's great. I'm just so happy that he's back playing, and now he has a chance to play on the biggest stage of all. Yeah, we, we all held our breaths uh, big time. Uh, we were watching that game at home, my wife and I, and, and when it happened, you know, I just I had this really sinking pit in my stomach because it just looked so – Horrific, and uh, I called him the next day to check on him, see how he was doing, and he kind of already knew at that point that it wasn't going to be as bad as they had originally thought. Uh, they had done an MRI, and there was no significant hip damage. That was my my biggest fear. And uh, you know, um, Clyde's Clyde's no stranger to dealing with injury. You know, he's come back from from injuries before in high school and in college, and. You know, hopefully, if history will repeat itself in our in our 2015 run, he missed a, a playoff and playoff game and a half, I guess you could call it, and then just had a dominant performance in the Superdome uh, for the state championship game. So, 
you know, maybe it's a maybe it's a good omen for for him and for the, for the Chiefs that they'll uh, they'll have a good good outing for the Super Bowl and and come home with the big ring. When you look at Clyde's ability, I mean, I'm I try to pick up that one thing. Look, he has great vision. That's number one. Number two, he has the ability to uh, to make. The, he's a, he, you, you can call him a one-cut runner, but he really isn't. He's more of a more than a one-cut runner. But a, a, hey, guys, you there? I think I I might have lost you. All right, I, I hope you still got me there. There you are. I, I got you. you. Yeah, I lost you for a second there, but you know he does everything well. I mean, I was talking about the fact that his pass protection and right. his exceptional, yeah. his receiving skill, his 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 ability to see the field, make the make the cuts. Uh, there's right. no one thing that I can point to. It's a little bit of everything. Would you concur? You know, he's he's um, my my dad used to joke. Uh, my dad would you know comes to all the games in high school, and my dad used to call him Butterfly because he just kind of boop boop boop. You know, he just kind of floats back and forth and just changes direction at the drop of a hat, and um, that's kind of his running style. But you know, I think another thing that that people really don't understand until they go to, to actually try to tackle him is his lower half is just how strong he is in his lower half and his balance. And so uh, he might not be real tall, but guy, he's got, he has got unbelievable balance um, and lower body strength that makes him really a, a, a really formidable runner um, when he's out in the open field. Gabe Fertitta with us from Catholic High for a few more minutes. I know you'll be watching with great intent in Tampa and pulling hard for the Chiefs, as I would fully understand. And they're a likable team anyway with the way they play, that's for sure. But when you look at your own team's accomplishment this year, winning another state championship, uh, it never gets old. It was a special accomplishment. A lot of challenges this year with the virus and and then having to play at Northwestern, everything about it, uh, this had to be a special year for you. It was. It was. I mean, you know, uh, I said this in the in the post game. I, I learned from Coach Pete Boudreaux, our legendary track coach that has 52 state championships. Uh, I learned in coaching with him that every single one of them is special because it's just a different group of kids and every team has a different culture and a different sort of mindset and a, and a, and a different group of leaders. And so, um, this year was really special. It's certainly one I'm going to remember and tell stories about for a long time uh, just because of all the different uh, things that we went through and picking up games at the last minute and having one day to practice before we went and played Ruston and turning around the next week and picking up the number one team in the state in Acadiana. And just there was so many great stories about this season. It'll definitely be one that I remember for a long time. You know, you had a – a senior running back this year that I really liked. I thought he was excellent, and and yet I'm, I'm, I haven't seen a lot of you know news about him from a recruiting perspective. And uh, get it, get that out there because I really thought that kid was very good. Yeah, George Hart. George Hart is for one thing, he's a phenomenal leader. Um, just an absolutely great young man. Great in the classroom. Super leader for us. He was set, selected as a team captain, which is really hard to do on our team. And uh, and he's a, he is a complete tailback. I mean, he's almost six feet tall. He's 200 pounds. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He had a dominant performance against Rummel. I thought Logan Diggs was as advertised, and I thought George Harden that game showed 
that he could do a lot of the same things that, that Diggs could do. And, um, you know, I think 2021 recruiting has really hurt him. I think the NCAA and the rules and the, the changes they've made for recruiting and eligibility for next year have really hurt the 2021 prospects, especially guys like George, who George was not the feature guy for our program until this year, you know, because we had some other guys before him that signed Division One scholarships. So I think guys like George have been particularly hurt by all of the NCAA and COVID stuff that's gone on as it relates to recruiting. But thankfully, he's, he's got an offer to Navy uh, and, and is considering going to the Naval Academy. Um, he's got some other choices in McNeese and Houston Baptist and, and a few others, Georgetown um, uh, up the East Coast. So he's got some options, but I think in a normal recruiting year, he probably would have had quite a few more. Well, he's a really good player and was part of a really good team and a really good ending for the Catholic High Bears this year. And I know Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is watching too, and he's smiling and enjoying it just like he watches LSU. And now you'll be watching him one more time, and I know you'll be pulling for the Chiefs, right? Absolutely, without question. I'm a, I'm a big Chiefs fan for the next week or so. Fully understand. And like I said before, they're fun to watch, and it's easy to pull for them anyway. He is the head coach of the Catholic Bears he is Gabe Fertitta. Gabe, listen, always a pleasure to have you on in the 504, which you know a little bit about. Appreciate you, buddy, and keep up the great work. You hear? Yes, sir. Thanks a lot, Ken. Thanks for having me on the show. My pleasure. That's Gabe Fertitta of the Catholic High Bears. And, of course, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, a Catholic High grad and in the Super Bowl. So many local ties, as we mentioned before. Speaking of St. Augustine, gentlemen that joins us now, Walked in over there and had Leonard Fournette waiting, along with a lot of other good players, but one of the more accomplished coaches in the state, winning multiple state championships. Of course, he was excellent at Fort Sulphur, terrific at South Plaquemin, and he coached at West Jefferson this past year at Broadmoor. He's done it forever, played at Covington, a, a New Orleans area native and an outstanding coach, Cyril Crutchfield, joining us now. Cyril, great to have you with us. Happy New Year to you and yours, man. Happy New Year. Well, listen, I was talking to David Johnson there about Tyran Matthew, of course, and then a little bit about Leonard because you got there in the middle of Leonard's career. So when you got there, you knew what you had in Leonard Fournette. But what David said, and I don't know if you're in his comments, but he said you took it to a different level because you played him some on defense, and many people felt he could have been an incredible defensive player as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely to us. I was walking into uh, Coach Johnson. He's a heck of a coach, uh, and he's he's – shown that and you know he's at the next level and so he did a tremendous job and all I tried to do was walk in and try not to mess it up you know and and uh <laughs> you know he did a lot of uh Leonard is a tremendous talent you know and uh you know he he did a great job you coached some terrific players during the course of your career of course at South Plaquemine you had some really good quarterbacks and really good athletes even though it was a lower classification school you had higher classification players and yet, I would imagine that Leonard's the most talented player you've ever coached. Is that accurate? Oh, yes. It's, it's not even close. You know, so from his – the way he prepares, the way he practices, uh, the way he uh, uh, studies the game, and then all the other accolades that he does on the field, you know, it's just tremendous. You know, so it's not even close. You talked about it a little bit. Look, a lot of people have talent, uh, but they don't have the drive and they don't have the character. Uh, he was always, to me, at least on the high school level, he was a really humble, nice young man who 
hadn't let success get to him at that stage in his life. I'm sure that was why he was as good as he was, right? Absolutely. You know, and I, I just remember stories every time uh, college recruiters came in, you know, the first thing that he would do, especially if they came in around lunch where everybody was out, he would introduce him, introduce that person to his teammates, you know, so he knew he was going to get his, but, you know, he felt like it was incumbent on him to introduce him to other guys that, you know, the supporting cast. And, uh, you know, a lot of times uh, athletes of, 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 of his caliber, it's all about them. It's never been all about him, you know. So he, he included it, whether it's his brother or the other players on the team. And, and uh, you know, and I think uh, he knew that um, they would be there to watch him. But when, when they came, you know, he lifted them up and put them on, the, on front and center. And uh, a lot of those guys got opportunities that they probably wouldn't have gotten if there was no Leonard Fournette. Cyril Crutchfield, our guest. Cyril, I, he, of course, was recruited by everybody, and he chose LSU, made a lot of people really happy in uh, this neck of the woods. And you were part of that process. How, how tough was it for him uh, during that recruiting process? You know, it, it, it was really tough. You know, it was tough on me, you know, because I had a son that was at Alabama at the time, so they thought I was Nick Saban that had put me there to make sure he got there. But I really uh, – it really hit home um, because he was going to make his decision at the Under Armour, uh, uh, the, uh, the bowl where he invites top players. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, – and I was coaching in it. And uh, because of him, I was coaching in it. And uh, so we had to go out the Sunday before, you know, the game. And uh, I was on my way to the airport, and I get a, a text that I'm on my way. Uh, I, and uh, I'm catching a different flight. And I was like, well, who is that? Well, I had Leonard Fournette's number stored in my phone. So I didn't really, I didn't really think twice about it. So I landed in Orlando, and then he came, and he's like, uh, did you get my text? And I said, no. And he said, I text you. And then that's when he explained, he said, I had to change my number. And I re- it really hit home then because a, a young man that's 18 years old uh, should not have to change his telephone number. But that's how much heat, that's how much pressure. And I really felt like at that game, it was more like a, a relief. You know, he was able to release everything because – you know, everybody wanted to know. Everybody wanted to know where, 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 where was he going, you know. And and I got those same calls late at night and early in the morning. You know, not to the, the degree that he got it, but, you know, it, it, it was it was tough. And, and, and uh, you know, of course, you like to be in that situation. But when you're in that situation, uh, it, it, it was, um, uh, you know, kind of gruesome. Cyril Crutchfield visiting with us. And, of course, he had great success at LSU, and then being drafted that high, as I mentioned with David, it's really the expectations are incredible. I don't know that you can ever meet them. Uh, he's had a good but not great career. He had a 1,000-yard rushing season in Jacksonville, but he wasn't with the best franchise. Now he gets with a dream team of sorts, and he has to wait his turn. It's been an on-and-off year, but in the playoffs, he has been a different player, and he's looked like that dominant guy that we saw at LSU and at St. Augustine. Have you seen the same thing? Oh, definitely. And, you know, so a couple of people kind of texted me today and said fresh legs. And I was really um, excited. You know, actually, uh, I remember that Curtis game 
uh, his senior year. And on that touchdown, uh, that 20-yard touchdown, he did that uh, pirouette. And, and I remember him doing that same thing when uh, – I forget the kid's name. I think it's the young kid that went to UCLA that plays with the Ravens. Had him squared up in the hole, and he kind of pirouetted and got out of a tackle. And it, was the, it reminded me of that right then. But, you know, I was so happy because I remember – uh, and it's so ironic that he made it to the championship game, but he and the person that put him out was Tom Brady. You know that I think that might have been his second year. You know, so now to have the opportunity to go and now you're with Brady, you know, um, uh, I'm just so excited for him. Well, he's in a great place now with a great chance to to make a lot of noise. And obviously, as a as a guy that coached him, it certainly puts a smile on your face. I'm sure you feel. Like uh, you're part of this, that you've invested into this young man, don't you? Oh, definitely. You know, so uh, I tell people, you know, uh, he was born with that talent. I'm just, I, and so my 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 message that I echo with everybody say, you, you know, it's because of you. No, it's not because of me. You know, I'm just glad I had a close up seat and 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 got to stand on side of him, and got to see the things uh, up close, to see all the wonderful things that he does but I'm more impressed with the things that he does away from the football field, you know, so very humble, like you said. And, 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 you know, so I'm definitely proud. I'll uh, be rooting him on. I went to one of his games uh, earlier, probably about uh, five weeks ago. And uh, I'm be excited and I'm be looking and I'm be nervous, you know, so Dave is in a different situation. He can't pull for one, you know, he's got one on both sides. He's got Leonard on one <laughs> side he has Tyron on the other side. So, you know, I don't know who he's pulling for, but I can tell you I'm pulling for the Bucks. I completely understand. I, I remember Leonard, after that, that very difficult ending to his senior year in a game that I did, I guess about a month later I interviewed him. He actually went and spoke at Rumble, at, uh, at, at, at an assembly at Rumble. He spoke over there. And he gave him a standing ovation. He was terrific. Uh, a lot of hugs and everybody liking everybody. And I remember talking to him that day, and I just thought, what a – what a really good young man. He just had a horrible ending to his career, you know, when everybody expected they'd win it. And right. and he comes over to the school where, you know, the people have beat him, and he's friends with all these guys, and, and they embraced him. They gave him a standing ovation, and everybody's taking pictures with him. And I said, what a special kid this is. And I think that, to me, captured him more than anything else. He wasn't bitter or mad. He was just, hey, I have friends here. This is a great place. It's great to come say a few words to people here. And I just thought that was pretty special. That, a, absolutely. And that speaks volumes of the type of person that Eddie is. And, and that's one of those things that a lot of people don't know. And that's one of the things that I'm talking about. You know, as, as great as he was on the field, he's an e even better person off the field. And that makes all the difference in the world. All right. So we know where so Crutchfield was this past year. Uh, any, any, Future plans? Any anything in the works right now for you, buddy? Oh yeah, so stay tuned. I'll be. I, I'm, I'm planning on getting a little closer to you. I'm getting. A, I'm, I'm, I'm getting. I'm, I'm gonna be in the five oh. Uh, yeah, five oh four ninety five. Yeah, it'd be close. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. Well, you within you about got, a week. Yeah, you got the nine eight five covered back back to the Covington days. You got the five oh four covered very clearly. I should mention yeah. the nine eight five with with. Uh, you know, with Port Sulphur, too, so for that matter. Yeah. But, hey, you got it all covered. So, okay. hey, I expect you'll let me know so that we'll let people know, okay? I sure will. I sure will. <laughs> well, Cyril, listen, I appreciate the time tonight, and I know you're like a proud papa watching Leonard, and uh, we're all excited to see 
him perform and all the young men that are involved in this game because there's a whole bunch of kids with Louisiana ties playing in this game, which is pretty cool. So, listen, we appreciate you and look forward to finding out what your next challenge is. You hear? Yes, sir. We appreciate you and really love what you're doing. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Happy New Year. Yes, sir. Happy New Year to you, too. That's Cyril Crutchfield. And we'll take a brief time out. It's 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. When we return, another player who prepped locally at John Aaron High School and then, of course, at LSU and really had to take a backseat to Leonard Fournette. He's not taking a backseat now. Harold Williams of the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll talk to his high school coach, Corey Lambert, when we return. Plus, we'll visit with Gabe Fertitta of Catholic High who was part of coaching Clyde Edwards-Alaire at Catholic. All that's still to come as we continue with all access for a Monday night. I'm Ken Trahan here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and on the web at NashFM1061.com. Malcolm Gladwell, podcaster, bestseller, philosophizer. Kevin Hart, comedian, author, motivator. Both of us on the new Audible. Audible's got everything. Podcasts. Got them. Audiobooks. Got them. Original series. Got them. All in one place. Wait a minute. Is an app a place? Mm, Not in a literal sense, but you can literally download the Audible app to get started. That is figuratively mind-blowing. Fox tonight. 911, what's your emergency? 911 and 911 Lone Star are back to rescue your Mondays. It's all new seasons of 911. Oh my God, it's cutting down. We need that rescue now. And 911 Lone Star. I don't want any surprises. Well, besides the active volcano. 911 and 911 Lone Star. All you gotta do is hang on. Push through the pain. Fox tonight. I gotta tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kind of like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets remarkable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Kenna. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Number one claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle retail sales report, Memphis Region Zone E. This report is sponsored by Audible. Audible delivers the best audio entertainment all in one app choose a plan that's right for you and make it a year of audible originals best-selling audiobooks popular podcasts and more start listening free with a 30-day trial at audible.com i'm ken trahan welcome to your daily sports report presented by crescentcitysports.com it will be the defending super bowl champion kansas city chiefs facing the tampa bay buccaneers in tampa in super bowl 55 february 7th the chiefs handle buffalo 38 24 patrick mahomes passed for three touchdowns including a pair to travis kelsey former catholic high and lsu star clyde edwards alaire rushed for a score the buccaneers meanwhile survived three second half interceptions of tom brady for a 31 26 win at green bay former st augan lsu star leonard fournette rushed for 55 yards and a score Brady is on to the Super Bowl for the 10th time. In recruiting news, LSU got a commitment from four-star cornerback LaTerrence Welch of Acadiana. Welch had offers from Alabama, Florida, Texas, Oklahoma, off of a 1-5 road trip. The Pelicans open a six-game homestand tonight at home against San Antonio at 8 p.m. On Saturday, Tulane added free safety Darian Rakestraw of Colorado to their recruiting list in football. He's transferring to the Green Wave. And one day after downing UNO in basketball, Nichols whipped Carver 105-60. Kevin Johnson, 16 points for the Colonels. In women's play, number four, South Carolina, edged LSU 69-65. For these Stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. That? That's the sound of NyQuil Severe, hard at work. 
NyQuil Severe is the best sleep with a cold medicine. No tossing and turning, just rest and recovery. So you're ready to take on tomorrow. For powerful relief of your worst cold and flu symptoms, try NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head, best sleep with a cold? Medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater. Hey, you want anything? Popcorn? Soda? No, nothing. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 260-1061. And breaking news, the Pelicans game tonight has been postponed. The game was scheduled for 8 p.m. at Smoothie King Center against San Antonio, but a release just put out a few minutes ago. Uh, the NBA has postponed the game in accordance with the league's health and safety protocols because of ongoing contact tracing within both the Spurs and Pelicans. Neither team has the league required eight available players to proceed with the scheduled game. So the Spurs and the Pelicans game at Smoothie King Center tonight postponed due to protocol regarding COVID-19. So disappointing news. It's just another reminder of the year we find ourselves in as it continues to unveil itself and just going to continue to be the case. So we move on. want to thank uh, Cyril Crutchfield. want to thank David Johnson for joining us to talk about their former players in the Super Bowl. Let me give you this list of names before we introduce our next guest. When you look at Tampa Bay, the contacts are immense. Leonard Fournette, of course, Ryan Griffin, Tulane, uh, Cyril Grayson of Rommel and LSU, Kevin Minter of LSU, Devin White of Northwebster and LSU, and then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for Kansas City of Catholic High and LSU. We'll talk to Gabe Fertitta coming up. Also, uh, Jimmy Keyes of Tulane, uh, Karan Matthew of LSU and St. Augustine, Elijah McGuire of the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette, Snead of Louisiana Tech, and also Darrell Williams of the John Eric Patriots and LSU. And here to join us to talk a little bit about this young man is a guy that knows a lot about him because he coached him and saw him put up some mesmerizing numbers for the Patriots when they were becoming a really strong force in 5A football once again. Uh, his former coach at John Aaron High School, Corey Lambert, joining us now. Corey, listen, thanks. We appreciate the visit. Welcome to the show. And like I talked about with David and Cyril, I guess you got to feel like a, a proud papa right now watching Darrell, right? Well, I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's outstanding, you know, to see um, what Darrell is doing now. You know, and like I explained to um, Ed Daniels earlier today, that uh, Darrell has uh, a lot of miles. Darrell has some years on him. You know, being in the NFL, being um, playing with uh, Leonard Fournette, those great backs, uh, they all were great backs. Leonard, Darrell, Geis, uh, Clyde Hallett, they're all great backs. So Darrell, you know, has a lot of miles. And what Darrell's doing now, that's, that's what we used to seeing in Darrell. You had no doubt that he would make it in the NFL, did you? No, I told, like I told his mom, when all this stuff was going on, even the guy, Dylan McCullen, who recruited him, he was at Indiana before he came before he went to USC, then he went to um, Kansas City. He's a running back coach on free agent day. I told Darrell, I said, I sat in the living room, 
And I said, look, man, you are, you're going to be fine. You're going to make out fine. You just need to put in. Because I know his work ethic. And Dylan McCullen took Darrow in, man, and um, an outstanding running back coach, him and Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator. I mean, Darrow can pass. He can run. Darrow can catch. Darrow can – Darrow's like a quarterback in the backfield. So, I know these things that Darrow's doing. I knew Darrow was capable of doing it. And he does it for four quarters. He, he just, he's a workhorse. Now, going back to John Errett, when you first encountered him, what impressed you the most about Darrell? I tell you what, first, uh, you know, how he was just so committed uh, and, and trust and believed in everything that we did, that my staff and I did. And we put, you know, we went 0-9 with Darrell. Darrell was the quarterback. Darrell took some beatings. Darrell played kicker. Darrell played defense. First up, we visit with a good and great friend. And haven't seen him in a while, but, boy, he's a – He's an excellent coach and a better person. We knew him from John F. Kennedy and O'Perry Walker and then St. Augustine where he was the head coach and, of course, coached at Tulane before moving on to Memphis, Tennessee, and now at Florida State as running backs coach and recruiting coordinator for Mike Norvell. He is David Johnson. David, listen, Happy New Year to you. Great to renew acquaintances. I hope you're well. Hey, Happy New Year. Really appreciate this opportunity. Oh, it's great to be with you. First and foremost, how are things going with the Seminoles? Oh, it's going good, going good uh, on a recruiting trail and just trying to get some really good players in here and just having our kids work extremely hard. Well, it's a great place. I've done a lot of games there over the years, college games, and, and of course they were an incredibly prominent program for years. Still a good program, but certainly on the way back. And, and David, obviously we miss having you around here, but I know that you miss being around here, probably the food and the company, but you also miss having <laughs> players. You probably also miss having players like Tyron Matthew and Leonard Fournette. So first and foremost, I guess you have to kind of feel like a proud popper, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Really proud of these kids, uh, all the hard work they put in over the years and having this great opportunity to be on a big stage. You know, when, when Tyron is concerned, and I said this his senior year, I thought he was the best player in Louisiana. People thought I was nuts. This guy's like 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, Are you kidding me? I said, have you watched him play? I kept saying it over and over again. Just an exceptional athlete. Could have done basically anything he wanted. And yet the odds were against him every step of the way because of his size at LSU. And then, of course, on the professional level. And all he's done is disprove it every step. What makes him so special? Uh, I just think uh, his heart, obviously. Uh, the kid loves football. Uh, he understands football. I think he had a great coach in Dale Lee, who's our defensive coordinator, really kind of helping with his skill set. But uh, immediately when you see him, and I got a chance to watch him practice for the first time in senior year, you know, I knew he was special, and I knew he was somebody that was different. Well, he's – I mean, first of all, the quickness and the speed. But to me, more than anything else, as a defensive back, uh, there's just that intangible of somebody that, that can absolutely – dissect what's happening before it happens and be a step ahead of people. He seems to have that skill. He always seems to be around the football, doesn't he? Yes. I mean, he's been doing that uh, probably since he was playing in the playgrounds at uh, Garetta and Willie Hall. Uh, he's the person who's always around the ball. He knows exactly what's going on. But a lot of people don't understand that he really studies the game. He understands his opponent, but getting the ball out has always been one of his big things. And, uh, uh, being a major part of some uh, turnovers throughout the game. Yeah, just a special player. And to see him having this success, look, it doesn't surprise me. I know it doesn't surprise you. Just a special talent. Of course, 
Leonard Fournette comes from a different side of the tracks because he did look the part. He was big. Yeah. He was fast. He was strong. When he was a freshman, I think everybody knew he had an unbelievable future ahead of him. And I know you did, too, because you had him those first couple of years. What about Leonard? What set him apart in your mind? I just think uh, he was extremely humble. And uh, he's been good for so long. He understood that. And he didn't know anything else. I mean, being a 14-year-old kid who rushed for almost 1,000 yards his first three games he played uh, for us at St. Augustine High School, you know, everybody was amazed. But he worked extremely hard. And he was always a humble kid. And he was a really good teammate. You know, and just seeing him being able to play on a big stage like this, I just think uh, he deserves it. Listen, I, the thing that's amazing about Leonard, and I did several of his games, is that I know in his junior and senior years after Crossfield was there, they he played a little bit on defense, and he was incredible. I mean, he could, he could have played safety, could have played linebacker. He was really that kind of athlete, right? Well, uh, and you had a lot of um, big-time coaches at the time, even when he was younger, saying he, would, he could be a Hall of Fame linebacker. You know, and I know he really wanted to play running back, but I thought Crutchfield did a good job of kind of putting him on defense at that time when he got a little older and kind of understood the game. But uh, obviously he was an exceptional athlete. Listen, he has gone on. He did great things at LSU. And then, of course, on the professional level, being that high of a pick, there's so much in the way of expectations. He didn't end up with a great franchise. He did have a 1,000-yard rushing season. And then he's at Tampa Bay, and he has to work his way in. And he's looked like a different player in the playoffs. In fact, he's joked about it, and he's calling himself playoff Leonard at this point in time. What have you seen in him that's really changed the way he's played? I, I think it all worked out. Uh, I think it, it took him some time when he was healthy. Uh, he didn't have to do everything. Everything wasn't on him. And he was surrounded by some great teammates and obviously great coaching staff. But he looks fresh. You know, at the end of the year, he really looks fresh and looks like he's having fun. That's that's one. Uh, watching that run on yesterday, you know, everybody was in amazement. That's things that we saw early on in high school. But he looks like he's having fun. And he's really fresh at this point uh, late in the uh, season. So you have one guy on each side here. I guess you're not pulling for anybody to win. You're just pulling for these kids, right? Definitely. I just want them to have a good game and knowing that somebody from St. Augustine High School will be going to the Super Bowl. You know, speaking of St. Aug, and of course I mentioned John F. Kennedy and O'Perry Walker, the great players you had at O'Perry Walker, including Greg Davis, of course, you know, with Frank Wilson did a great job there. At JFK, I, I guess you have to be happy that that legacy has been renewed since they they named Lake Area New Tech John F. Kennedy a year and a half ago. That I guess that makes you happy to have that name back in circulation, right? Yeah, I think Coach Alpha is doing a really good job. Uh, I thought he did it. And actually, one of my former players is coaching the receivers over there, Devin Lewis. He also played in the NFL, played for the Green Bay Packers. But to see that uh, that team doing a really good job this year and uh, hats off to them, and I want them to continue success. Yeah, you were over at Millsaps. Of course, I went over there for a couple of years with the Saints for training camp and then and then ended up at St. Aug, of course. And, and those were some – those are some really good years and some special years. St. Augustine's a special place, uh, and I can laugh about it, and you can laugh about it now because the fact that it's a special place is undeniable, and the, and the leaders it's turned out, undeniable. And I have such great friends from over the years there, and yet they love you win or win, right? I'm sure you caught on to that right away. You had to win every Immediately. game, Immediately. Right? <laughs> 
immediately. You better you better have that understanding when you're on 2600 that you are here to win. Yeah, and if you didn't win every game, look out for your job, man. I, I, That's I, right. I, I laugh about it all the time. You know, I went to uh, – Otis Washington was my dear friend, and I went to the to, to memorial service at St. Aug, and, and, and I was talking to so many guys that played for him from over the years and, and talked about it, and I – and, and one of the things I said when I did speak was that, hey, look, uh, he ruined it for everybody, okay? So he had to go yeah. winning championships. So now everybody thinks they're still living in the 70s and they got to win every year. So it's absolutely brutal. And the fact of the matter is your teams were close, obviously. Uh, Cyril's teams were close. Tony Villegas had several teams that were close. They have been close on many occasions at St. Aug. Yes, I think they had uh, tremendous coaches over the years. And I was, when I took the job, the first person I went to go talk to was Coach uh, Walsh. Uh, went to Baton Rouge and sat with him for three or four hours. He kind of gave me the game plan, uh, different things that I needed to do to try to be successful. Now, obviously, trying to break his record or do the things that he did was you know, almost impossible. But he did give me a good game plan and had made me have a good understanding of St. Augustine High School. Well, listen, it's a special place, and you did a great job there, as did Cyril when he succeeded you. And, and I know you're really enjoying doing what you're doing on the college level. We miss having you here, but I know Tallahassee's a good place. And, listen, I just want to thank you for spending a few minutes with us and, and thank you for your friendship and nothing but success to you at Florida State and to the Seminoles. And Happy New Year to you and your family, my friend. Hey, thank you. I really appreciate it. And Happy New Year to you guys. You got it, David. Thank you. It's David Johnson of Florida State. And, of course, he's uh, very keenly watching the Super Bowl with a, a player that he coached on each side. Speaking of which and speaking of – St. Augustine, gentleman that joins us now, walked in over there and had Leonard Fournette waiting along with a lot of other good players, but one of the more accomplished coaches in the state, winning multiple state championships. Of course, he was excellent at Fort Sulphur, terrific at South Plaquemine, and he's coached at West Jefferson this past year at Broadmoor. He's done it forever, played at Covington, a, a New Orleans area native and an outstanding coach, Cyril Crutchfield, joining us now. Cyril, great to have you with us. Happy New Year to you and yours, man. Happy New Year. Well, listen, I was talking to David Johnson there about Tyran Matthew, of course, and then a little bit about Leonard because you got there in the middle of Leonard's career. So when you got there, you knew what you had in Leonard Fournette. But what David said, and I don't know if you heard his comments, but he said you took it to a different level because you played him some on defense, and many people felt he could have been an incredible defensive player as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely to us. I was walking into uh, Coach Johnson. He's a heck of a coach, uh, and he's he's shown that. And, you know, he's at the next level. And so he did a tremendous job. And, all I tried to do was walk in and try not to mess it up, you know, and, and, uh, you know, he did a lot of, uh, Leonard is a tremendous talent, you know, and, uh, you know, he, he did a great job. You coached some terrific players during the course of your career. Of course, at South Plaquemine, you had some really good quarterbacks and really good athletes, even though it was a lower classification school, you had higher classification players. And yet I would imagine that Leonard's the most talented player you've ever coached. Is that accurate? Oh, yes. It's, it's not even close, you know. So from his – the way he prepares, the way he practices, uh, the way he uh, uh, studies the game, and then all the other accolades that he does on the field, you know, it's just tremendous, you know. So it's not even close. You talked about it a little bit. Look, a lot of people have talent, uh, but they don't have the drive and they don't have the character. Uh, he was always, to me, at least on the high school level, he was a really humble – nice young man who hadn't let success get to him at that stage in his life. I'm sure that was why he was as good as he was, right? 
Absolutely. You know, and I, I just remember stories every time uh, college recruiters came in. You know, the first thing that he would do, especially if they came in around lunch where everybody was out, he would introduce him, introduce that person to his teammates. You know, so he knew he was going to get his, but, you know, he felt like it was incumbent on him to introduce him to other guys that, you know, the supporting cast. And, uh, you know, a lot of times uh, athletes of, 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 of his caliber, it's all about them. It's never been all about him, you know. So he, he included it, whether it's his brother or the other players on the team. And, and uh, you know, and I think uh, he knew that um, they would be there to watch him. But when, when they came, you know, he lifted them up and put them on, this, on front and center. And uh, a lot of those guys got opportunities that they probably wouldn't have gotten if there was no Leonard Fournette. Cyril Crutchfield, our guest. Cyril, I, he, of course, was recruited by everybody, and he chose LSU, made a lot of people really happy in this neck of the woods. And you were part of that process. How, how tough was it for him uh, during that recruiting process? You know, it, it, it was really tough. You know, it was tough on me, you know, because I had a son that was at Alabama at the time, so they thought I was – Nick Saban had, had put me there to make sure he got there. But I really uh, – it really hit home um, because he was going to make his decision at the Under Armour, uh, uh, the, uh, the bowl where he invites top players. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, – and I was coaching in it. And uh, because of him, I was coaching in it. And uh, so we had to go out the Sunday before, you know, the game. And uh, I was on my way to the airport, and I get a, a text that I'm on my way. Uh, I, and uh, I'm catching a different flight. And I was like, well, who is that? Well, I had Leonard Fournette's number stored in my phone. So I didn't really, I didn't really think twice about it. So I landed in Orlando, and then he came, and he's like, uh, did you get my text? And I said, no. And he said, I text you. And then that's when he explained, he said, I had to change my number. And I re- it really hit home then because a, a young man that's 18 years old uh, should not have to change his telephone number. But that's how much heat, that's how much pressure. And I really felt like at that game, it was more like a, a relief. You know, he was able to release everything because – you know, everybody wanted to know. Everybody wanted to know where, 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 where was he going, you know. And and I got those same calls late at night and early in the morning. You know, not to the, the degree that he got it, but, you know, it, it, it was it was tough. And, and, and uh, you know, of course, you like to be in that situation. But when you're in that situation, uh, it, it, it was, um, uh, you know, kind of gruesome. Cyril Crutchfield visiting with us. And, of course, he had great success at LSU, and then being drafted that high, as I mentioned with David, it's really the expectations are incredible. I don't know that you can ever meet them. Uh, he's had a good but not great career. He had a 1,000-yard rushing season in Jacksonville, but he wasn't with the best franchise. Now he gets with a dream team of sorts, and he has to wait his turn. It's been an on-and-off year, but in the playoffs, he has been a different player, and he's looked like that dominant guy that we saw at LSU and at St. Augustine. Have you seen the same thing? Oh, definitely. And, you know, so a couple of people kind of texted me today and said fresh legs. And I was really um, excited. You know, actually, uh, I remember that Curtis game uh, his senior year. And mm-hmm. on that touchdown, uh, that 20-yard touchdown, 
he did that uh, pirouette, and and I remember him doing that same thing when uh, I forget the kid name. I think it's the young kid that went to UCLA that plays with the Ravens. Had him squared up in the hole, and he kind of pirouetted and got out of a tackle. And it was he reminded me of that right then. But you know, I was so happy because I remember, uh, and it's so ironic that he made it to the championship game, but he and the person that put him out was Tom Brady. You know, that I think that might have been his second year, you know, so now to have the opportunity to go and now you're with Brady, you know, um, uh, I'm just so excited for him. Well, he's in a great place now with a great chance to, to make a lot of noise. And obviously, as a, as a guy that coached him, it certainly puts a smile on your face. I'm sure you feel like uh, you're part of this, that you've invested into this young man, don't you? Oh, definitely. You know, so uh, I tell people, you know, uh, he was born with that talent. I'm just, I, and so my 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 message that I echo with everybody say you, you know, it's because of you. No, it's not because of me. You know, I'm just glad I had a close up seat and 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 got to stand on side of him and got to see the things uh, up close to see all the wonderful things that he does. But I'm more impressed with the things that he does away from the football field. You know, so very humble, like you said, and 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 you know, so I'm definitely proud. I'll be rooting him on. I went to one of his games uh, earlier, probably about uh, five weeks ago, and uh, I'm going to be excited, and I'm going to be looking, and I'm going to be nervous. You know, so Dave is in a different situation. He can't pull for one. You know, he's got one on both sides. He's got Leonard on one (laughs) side. He has Tyron on the other side. So, you know, I don't know who he's pulling for, but I can tell you I'm pulling for the Bucks. I completely understand. I I remember Leonard after that that very difficult ending to his senior year in a game that I did, I guess about a month later I interviewed him. He actually went and spoke at Rummel, at, uh, at, at, at an assembly at Rummel. He spoke over there and they gave him a standing ovation. He was terrific, uh, a lot of hugs, and everybody liking everybody. And I remember talking to him that day, and I just thought, what a, what a really good young man. He just had a horrible ending to his career, you know, when everybody expected they'd win it. And, right. and and he comes over to the school where, you know, the people have beat him and he's friends with all these guys and, and they embraced him. They gave him a standing ovation and everybody's taking pictures with him. And I said, what a special kid this is. And I think that to me captured him more than anything else. He wasn't bitter or mad. He was just, hey, I have friends here. This is a great place. It's great to come say a few words to people here. And I just thought that was pretty special. That, a- absolutely. And that speaks volumes of the type of person that he is and, and that's one of those things that a lot of people don't know. And that's one of the things that I'm talking about. You know, as, as great as he was on the field, he's an e- even better person off the field. And that makes all the difference in the world. All right. So we know where So Crutchfield was this past year. Uh, any any future plans? Any Anything in the works right now for you, buddy? Oh, yeah. So stay tuned. I'll be, I, I'm, I'm planning <laughs> on getting a little closer to you. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm going to be in the 504, uh, yeah, 504-985, yeah, it'd be cool. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. It, well, you, Within you about got, a week. Yeah, you got the 985 covered back, back to the Covington days. You got the 504 covered very clearly. I should mention yeah. the 985 with, with, uh, you know, with Port Sulphur too. So for that matter, yeah. but hey, you got it all covered. So, okay. hey, I expect you'll let me know so that we'll let people know. Okay. I sure will. I sure will. <laughs> Well, Cyril, listen, I appreciate the time tonight, and I know you're like a proud papa watching Leonard, and uh, we're all excited to see him perform and all the young men that are involved in this game because there's a whole bunch of kids with Louisiana ties playing in this game, which is pretty cool. So, listen, we appreciate you, 
and look forward to finding out what your next challenge is. You hear? Yes, sir. We appreciate you and really love what you're doing. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Happy take New care, Year. Man. Yes, sir. Happy New Year to you, too. That's Cyril Crutchfield, and we'll take a brief time out. It's 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. When we return, another player who prepped locally at John Aaron High School and then, of course, at LSU and really had to take a back seat to Leonard Fournette. He's not taking a back seat now. Terrell Williams of the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll talk to his high school coach, Corey Lambert, when we return. Plus, we'll visit with Gabe Fertitta of Catholic High, who was part of coaching Clyde Edwards-Alaire at Catholic. All that's still to come as we continue with all access for a Monday night. I'm Ken Trahan here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and on the web at NashFM1061.com. Malcolm Gladwell, podcaster, bestseller, philosophizer. Kevin Hart. Comedian, author, motivator. Both of us on the new Audible. Audible's got everything. Podcasts. Got them. Audiobooks. Got them. Original series. Got them. All in one place. Wait a minute. Is an app a place? Mm, Not in a literal sense, but you can literally download the Audible app to get started. That is figuratively mind-blowing. Fox tonight. 911, what's your emergency? 911 and 911 Lone Star are back to rescue your Mondays. Anybody out here? It's all new seasons of 911. Oh my God, it's coming down. We need that rescue now. And 911 Lone Star. I don't want any surprises. Well, besides the active volcano. 911 and 911 Lone Star. All you gotta do is hang on. Push through the pain. Fox tonight. I got to tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kind of like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets remarkable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Kenner. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Everyone claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle retail sales report in Memphis Region Zone E. This report is sponsored by Audible. Audible delivers the best audio entertainment all in one app. Choose a plan that's right for you and make it a year of Audible Originals, best-selling audiobooks, popular podcasts, and more. Start listening free with a 30-day trial at audible.com. I'm Ken Trahan. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. It will be the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs facing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa in Super Bowl 55 February 7th. The Chiefs handle Buffalo 38-24. Patrick Mahomes passed for three touchdowns, including a pair to Travis Kelsey. Former Catholic High and LSU star Clyde Edwards-Alaire rushed for a score. The Buccaneers meanwhile survived three second-half interceptions to Tom Brady for a 31-26 win at Green Bay. Former St. Augustine LSU star Leonard Fournette rushed for 55 yards and a score. Brady is on to the Super Bowl for the 10th time. In recruiting news, LSU got a commitment from four-star cornerback LaTerrence Welch of Acadiana. Welch had offers from Alabama, Florida, Texas, Oklahoma. Off of a 1-5 road trip, the Pelicans open a six-game homestand tonight at home against San Antonio at 8 p.m. On Saturday, Tulane added free safety Darian Rakestraw of Colorado to their recruiting list in football. He's transferring to the Green Wave. And one day after downing UNO in basketball, Nichols whipped Carver 105-60. Kevin Johnson, 16 points for the Colonels. In women's play, number four, South Carolina, edged LSU 69-65. For these two stories and more visit crescentcitysports.com have a blessed day and be a good sport for crescentcitysports.com i'm ken trahan that that's the sound of nyquil severe hard at work nyquil severe is the best sleep with a cold medicine no tossing and turning just rest and recovery so you're ready to take on tomorrow 
For powerful relief of your worst cold and flu symptoms, try NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head, best sleep with a cold? Medicine. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for the previews to start in a movie theater. Hey, you want anything? Popcorn? Soda? No, nothing. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 260-1061. And breaking news, the Pelicans game tonight has been postponed. The game was scheduled for 8 p.m. at Smoothie King Center against San Antonio, but a release just put out a few minutes ago. Uh, the NBA has postponed the game in accordance with the league's health and safety protocols because of ongoing contact tracing within both the Spurs and Pelicans. Neither team has the league required eight available players to proceed with the scheduled game. So the Spurs and the Pelicans game at Smoothie King Center tonight postponed due to protocol regarding COVID-19. So disappointing news. It's just another reminder of the year we find ourselves in as it continues to unveil itself and just going to continue to be the case. So we move on. I want to thank uh, Seal Crutchfield. I want to thank David Johnson for joining us to talk about their former players in the Super Bowl. Let me give you this list of names before we introduce our next guest. When you look at Tampa Bay, the contacts are immense. Leonard Fournette, of course, Ryan Griffin, Tulane, uh, Cyril Grayson of Rummel and LSU, Kevin Minter of LSU, Devin White of Northwebster and LSU, and then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for Kansas City of Catholic High and LSU. We'll talk to Gabe Fertitta coming up. Also, uh, Jimmy Keyes of Tulane, Karan Matthew of LSU and St. Augustine, Elijah McGuire of the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette, Sneed of Louisiana Tech, and also Darrell Williams of the John Eric Patriots and LSU. And here to join us to talk a little bit about this young man is a guy that knows a lot about him because he coached him and saw him put up some mesmerizing numbers for the Patriots when they were becoming a really strong force in 5A football once again. Uh, his former coach at John Aaron High School, Corey Lambert, joining us now. Corey, listen, thanks. We appreciate the visit. Welcome to the show. And like I talked about with David and Cyril, I guess you got to feel like a, a proud papa right now watching Darrell, right? Well, I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's outstanding, you know, to see um, what Darrell is doing now. You know, and like I explained to um, Ed Daniels earlier today that uh, Darrell has uh, a lot of miles. Darrell has some years on him. You know, being in the NFL, being um, playing with uh, Leonard Fournette, those great backs, uh, they all were great backs. Leonard, Darrell, Geis, uh, Clyde Hallett, they're all great backs. So Darrell, you know, has a lot of miles. And what Darrell's doing now, that's that's what we used to seeing in Darrell. You had no doubt that he would make it in the NFL, did you? No, I told, like I told his mom, when all this stuff was going on, even the guy, Dylan McCullen, who recruited him, he was at Indiana before he came uh, before he went to USC, then he went to um, Kansas City. He's a running back coach on free agent day. I told Darrell, I said, I sat in the living room, and I said, look, man, you are, you're going to be fine. You're going to make out fine. You just need a foot in because I know his work ethic. And Dylan McCullen took Darrell in, man, and um, 
an outstanding running back coach, him and Eric B. Enemy, offensive coordinator. I mean, Dower can pass, he can run, Dower can catch. Dower can Dower's like a quarterback in the backfield. So I know these things that Dower's doing. I knew Dower was capable of doing it. And he does it for four quarters. He, he he's a workhorse. Now going back to John Arrett, when you first encountered him, what impressed you the most about Daryl? I tell you what first uh, you know, how he was just so committed, uh, and, and trust and believe in everything that we did, that my staff and I did, and we put, you know, we went 0-9 with Darrell. Darrell was the quarterback. Darrell took some beatings. Darrell played kicker. Darrell played defense. Darrell Williams of the John Eric Patriots and LSU and here to join us to talk a little bit about this young man as a guy that knows a lot about him because he coached him and saw him put up some mesmerizing numbers for the Patriots, and they were becoming a really strong force in 5A football once again. Uh, his former coach at John Eric High School, Corey Lambert, joining us now. Corey, listen, thanks. We appreciate the visit. Welcome to the show. And like I talked about with David and Cyril, I guess you got to feel like a, a proud papa right now watching Darrell, right? Well, I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's outstanding, you know, to see um, what Darrell is doing now. You know, and like I explained to um, Ed Daniels earlier today that uh, Darrell has uh, a lot of miles. Darrell has some years on him. You know, being in the NFL, being um, playing with uh, Leonard Fournette, those great backs, uh, they're all were great backs. Leonard, Darrell, Geis. Uh, Clyde Hallett, they're all great backs. So Darryl, you know, has a lot of miles. And what Darryl's doing now, that's that's what we used to seeing in Darryl. You had no doubt that he would make it in the NFL, did you? No, I told, like I told his mom, when all this stuff was going on, even the guy, Dylan McCullen, who recruited him, he was at Indiana before he came, uh, before he went to USC, then he went to um, Kansas City. He's a running back coach on free agent day. I told Darryl, so I sat in the living room, and I said, look, man, you, you're going to be fine. You're going to make out fine. You just need to put in because I know his work ethic. And Dylan McCullen took Darrell in, man, and um, an outstanding running back coach, him and Eric B. Enemy, offensive coordinator. I mean, Darrell can pass. He can run. Darrell can catch. Darrell can – Darrell's like a quarterback in the backfield. So I know these things that Darrell's doing. I knew Darrell was capable of doing it. And he does it for four quarters. He, he just, he's a workhorse. Now, going back to John Arrett, when you first encountered him – what impressed you the most about Daryl? I tell you what, first, uh, you know, how he was just so committed uh, and, and trust and believe in everything that we did, that my staff and I did. And we put, you know, we went 0-9 with Daryl. Daryl was the quarterback. Daryl took some beatings. Daryl played kicker. Daryl played defense. Whatever he did, he did his best. Never missed. Always worked. We had an Ironman contest. I call him Ironman. We had an Ironman contest where your top bench, your top squat, your 40, this and that. Darrell won the Ironman two years in a row. Darrell never missed. You had to wear your uniforms, blue shorts, red shirts, blue red shirts, blue shorts. Darrell never missed. He was an example. Never was a rah-rah guy, but he was always an example. You know, he wasn't – and people don't understand about Darrell, uh, uh, Ken Trahan. Darrell is not a kid who likes the spotlight. Darrell is a kid who likes to work from behind the scenes. So when he went to LSU – He's not going to run from um, competition. He works. He's been a worker, you know. So, you know, his dad, you know, um, his dad, all he all he did was taught Darryl Young, taught him how to work hard. His mom, outstanding parent, you know, I still communicate with them. They trusted our program. And these are the results, you know. And, um, you know, Darryl's six hours away from getting his degree. You know, Darryl, you know, he's just he's a hardworking young man, and he's getting everything. And this is his contract year. So what a blessing, you know.
visiting with Corey Lambert, talking about Darrell Williams of the Kansas City Chiefs. And, of course, you mentioned 0-9 that first year. And that was a beautiful part. He got in on the ground floor, built it, built it, built it, and became a program that reached the state championship game. And he was a big part of starting that for you, wasn't he? Yes, he did. You know, we, we always had a shirt when we first came. Uh, Ken, we talked about putting the E back in John Eric because, you know, John Eric has some outstanding players. You know, Billy North, uh, Coach St. Pierre, Jesse Dago, and those guys did an outstanding job. John Eric only had five coaches in the history. You know, we've had a, we have numerous coaches now, and they're still doing a good job over there keeping that legacy going. But, you know, Darrell was a part of opening the doors back to giving Eric some relevance uh, again and um, and – Young guys just started seeing that they want to be a part of that because of Daryl. And then when Daryl, then when Daryl left, and the other guys, you know, School and Michael and all those guys started coming, and then they just keep going. But he opened the door. He um he was a big part of putting the E back at John Eric, and um guys followed him by his example, you know, and his work ethic, and that's what guys did. He went to study hall. He went to tutoring. He did those things. So when he went to LSU, it wasn't no problem. They didn't have grade issues with Daryl. They didn't have suspension problems with Daryl because Daryl was going through that throughout high school. Well, everybody thinks about Daryl. They think about a physical runner, uh, but yep. he's not slow. He can move a little bit, too. Yeah, I told, I told Frank Wilson when he first recruited him. He said, he said, Corey, a lot of guys like to say guys run 4-4s. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not going to lie on my kids. Uh, back then, Daryl was a 4-6 getting recruited, and um, he was about 220, and he was a 4-6. But I said, Frank, one thing about him, he's a 4-6 for four quarters. He's like, that's what I like to hear. I'm glad to honest uh, opinion. I, but he's going to do it four quarters. Darrell's right now about a 4-5 because he worked to it because that was his weakness that people wanted to see. And in that combine, Darrell ran a 4-5-8. I was there. My wife and I was there for um, his pro day at LSU with his mom. And uh, we were there. And um, he did that. That's what he, that's what he wanted to work on. He's not slow, and he runs hard. I knew on that first down that yesterday – Darrell was going to get in the eye and just run through somebody because he wanted it more, you know. You know, a true kid with grit, you know. That's him. And he did put the ball in the end zone for the Chiefs. Uh, I'd be <laughs> remiss him. in a couple of minutes left. I'd be remiss not to, to mention your two sons who have, have done an excellent job at Brother Martin for a very good program that went undefeated yep. this past season in the regular season, got a top seed and got to the semifinals. I know you're proud yes, of them, and I know you like the progress they've made, right? Well, I tell you, you know, um, hats off to um, Coach Bonice. Uh, um, you know, I coached against him, did a great job, and he would tell you, um, you know, whatever he tells me with the boys, he said, look, they didn't work out, they didn't ran. What you need me to do, Coach? I tell you what, he does a great job with not just, you know, my boys. He does a great job with all those young men. And, and it's, it's, it's awesome to see it as a dad and also as a coach. That's why I'm glad and I'm blessed my kids are in that program because that's the things we did. We were for kids. And I'm telling you, that they, they are blessed, and they're fortunate to have a great coach. And their whole staff and the school, you know, they do a great job. So, And my boys are benefiting, and they, they, they work. You know, Corey's a 4.0 student. He has all Ivy League offers. Torrance, the younger one, is going to play running back this year. He got some big shoes to fill in Jalen Spears. And Bonice got all the confidence in the world. So we're going to see how that goes. We're going to just let God be God with all of this, you know. And finally, uh, of course, you did an excellent job at John Aaron. And uh, you have any desire to get back into coaching in the future? I tell you what, Ken, I tell you this. I was just talking to um, Cordell Stewart. We talk every day. Uh, he's been a good mentor. And I talked to my defensive coordinator, who's now at Hornville, 
uh, Coach Luchette gave him an opportunity. Um, he's doing a good job there. And I told him, I said, man, I would love to one day in the right place. But I can't just do it to do it, uh, Ken Trahan. It has to be with the ambitions of wanting to get kids in school, wanting to make kids uh, holistically ready and getting kids in, in ready for the, the whole thing. Because there's a lot goes into being a head coach and doing it the right way. So when my two boys finish, I would love the opportunity if it presents itself. If not, I'll just do what God has me to do and just continue to be an assistant principal and uh, be an educator and help out wherever I can with young men. Well, he'll be watching the Super Bowl in less than two weeks and watching yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs at Tampa Bay playing as a road team in the Super Bowl as a slight favorite and watching Darrell Williams with great interest and intent. Corey Lambert, thanks so much for the time tonight. I really appreciate it, and keep up the good work, yeah? Thank you, Ken, for having me, and I appreciate the opportunity, and you know, God bless you guys, and, um, you know, we're going for the Chiefs. You know that. It sounds like a winner. All right. All Thank right. you. Thanks Appreciate a lot. Corey. Yes, sir. You got it, buddy. Bye -bye. That's Corey Lambert. We'll take a brief time out when we return in a moment. Clyde edwards Alaire, Clyde Drone. We'll talk to his high school coach who was part of the staff that made him what he is today as we visit with Gabe Fertitt of Catholic High. When we return in just a moment with more of All Access here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and on the web at NashFM1061.com. Project Shine makes it easy for good people to connect with great causes, bringing fresh light to a dark and troubled world. When you help someone else, you help yourself, and that makes the world a better place. Visit Volunteer Match and brighten someone's day today. Thanks for being a part of Project Shine. 106.1 Nash Icon. Diana got some really bad news from the IRS. They said, you owe quite a bit of money. They told me the possibilities of garnishing my wages, taking my house, taking my car. Diana found out about Optima Tax Relief. They've resolved over a billion dollars for their clients. Optima Tax saved my life. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. Optima Tax Relief. For details, visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Did you know those big box home improvement stores both painted their buildings with the same product from Mid-South Coatings? The same protective coatings you can have on your home. This is Kevin Mamahat. Think about it. Stores that sell paint but using our product instead? That's because of our lifetime warranty. So if you're ready to paint your home for the last time, Call Mid-South Coatings for a free estimate. Call 407-2222. 407-2222. That's 407-2222. Tired of painting your home every few years? From big box home improvement stores to NASA. Mid-South Coatings uses the very same coating to protect and keep your home looking great for life. Imagine your home looking freshly painted for a lifetime. So before you put any product on your home, call Mid-South Coatings for a free estimate. Call 504-407-2222, 407-2222, that's 407-2222, or visit MidSouthCoatings.com. Listen to Nash 1061 on Alexa, sponsored by Indeed. Say, Alexa, play Nash 1061. We heard you're hiring. You need Indeed. Get quality candidates fly, delivered from uh, Indeed's resume database immediately when you upgrade your job post. Learn more at Indeed.com slash smart. This report is sponsored by Audible. It's a new year and an all-new Audible. Enjoy exclusive Audible originals. 
best-selling audiobooks, popular podcasts, and more with a listening plan that works for you. Find out more and start listening free with a 30-day trial at audible.com. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine and whereyat.com for 1061 Nash Icon, presented by Wild Turkey. You, the readers of Where You At Magazine, have voted for the greatest that New Orleans has to offer in dining and more in the 2020 Best of the Big Easy contest. And here are the results. For best Chinese restaurant, in first place is Five Happiness. In second is Don Jean. And in third is Ho Shun on St. Charles Avenue. For the complete results, visit whereyat.com to see the best of New Orleans dining, shopping, and more. And pick up a copy of the latest issue of Where Yat Magazine at coffee shops, restaurants, and grocery stores all over town. Cumulus New Orleans. Incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. The Red Note is a podcast hosted by famed investigative journalist Lydia Cacho. Until a few years ago, Ciudad Juarez, Mexico, was known as the most dangerous city in the world. In February 2020, we went to Juarez to talk with experts who have examined this story and the families of the victims whose lives have been reshaped by tragedy. Listen to The Red Note on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. This is where you get all access, not partial access or cut-off phone calls. All are welcome. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. And continuing our visit with coaches, of course, who coach players that are in the Super Bowl. Out of Tulane with the Chiefs, and I mean, I could go on and on. You know, Ryan Griffin on the Tampa Bay roster, Cyril Grayson on the Tampa Bay practice squad, Kevin Minter with Tampa Bay, Leonard Fournette, Devin White, and then, of course, you know, when you talk about Elijah McGuire uh, and Darrell Williams, and we talked with Coach Corey Lambert, of course, who coached Darrell at John Eric, talked with David Johnson. And with Cyril Crutchfield, who coached at St. Augustine, and coached Tyran Matthew and Leonard Fournette. Now we talk with a guy that was a big part of the coaching staff at Catholic High of Baton Rouge when Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was showing us what he was capable of doing. My first encounter with Clyde was one, of course, Darius Geis was the primary guy, and Clyde uh, stepped in and made a long run against Archbishop Rummel in a loss that Catholic had at home in a regular season. And then, of course, the next year, Clyde just torched Rummel in the Dome in a fantastic game, which the Bears won on a last-second field goal. And now you knew that this guy was really good. And yet we still looked at him and said, yeah, but can he do that on the major college level? He's small. He's not electrifyingly fast. So how's he going to do that? Well, he's proven everybody wrong every step of the way, and now he's doing it with the Kansas City Chiefs as well. Joining us now, who's smiling every step of the way, reigning state champion of the Catholic Bears, and, of course, the head coach of the Bears now, uh, Coach Gabe Fertitta. Gabe, listen, appreciate the time tonight, and I know you're smiling and very happy for Clyde right now, right? Yeah, Ken, uh, I, I am, and thanks for having me on the show. And um, what, a, what a special kid, what a special young man, and um, we're just all – we're all so proud of him at Catholic, and, and I know in Baton Rouge, uh, the city is all, you know, really excited for all these guys that are going to get the opportunity to play for the 
the biggest trophy in, in the game. Yeah, what strikes me about Clyde, I mean, everybody wants to talk about his diminutive size, about 5'7 or so, but it's his humble nature. And when you have a chance to visit with him and talk to him, as many of us have over time, that's what impresses you the most. He's, he's one of those guys that you, you immediately like because of his persona. Yeah, he's, he really is. Uh, he really is just a, he's a really down to earth kid. I think I've said this so many times, but I really think that is a product of his upbringing. You know, his mom and his stepdad, who eventually Clyde added his stepdad's last name to his last name. And um, I just think, you know, when you have good parents at home and uh, they raise them right, you end up with guys that turn out like Clyde, which is just a guy that, you know, you can't help cheering for him because he's just such a great kid. He works so hard, and on top of that, he's just immensely talented. <clears throat> well, he was having such a great rookie season, and then unfortunately right here in New Orleans, he got hurt against the Saints, and when we first saw it, we were like, we were dreading it because it didn't look good at all. And fortunately, uh, although uh, it was a serious enough injury to keep him out for the rest of the regular season, he's back and got a chance to play yesterday and scored a touchdown, and boy, that's great. I'm just so happy that he's back playing and now he has a chance to play on the biggest stage of all. Yeah, we, we all held our breaths uh, big time. Uh, we were watching that game at home, my wife and I, and, and when it happened, you know, I just – I had this really sinking pit in my stomach because it just looked so horrific. And uh, I called him the next day to check on him, see how he was doing, and he kind of already knew at that point that it wasn't going to be as bad as they had originally thought. Uh, they had done an MRI and there was no significant hip damage. That was my, my biggest fear. And, uh, you know, um, Clyde's, Clyde's no stranger to dealing with 